Welcome. Okay. To- <laughs> That's a perfect way to start, and I'm. Not I agree. Welcome to a new pop, a new. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, okay. That's awesome. Okay. Welcome to a new episode of the Relax Just Love Podcast Vegan Edition. Uh, I have the pleasure to be. Okay, I'll say your your Instagram name. Conscious sure. Yeah, yeah. Muscle. I'll call you Jordan. Like That's fine. My, like my favorite psychologist. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. So you are a vegan transformation coach, and you run a sanctuary for animals. Correct, correct. Yeah, I get vegans in amazing shape, and I help people transition. And then um, I have an animal sanctuary I've had for going on like almost seven years now. That is, as I was saying just before the podcast, um, fitness bros, there's a lot of them. Yeah. But, but fitness bros that run a sanctuary on their property, that's some beautiful thing, man. Where does the idea come from? Um, it all started, man, um, on my old, my, the old house I had with uh, my ex-wife, where we started rescuing dogs, cats, then pigs, then goats. And then um, it really went from there. And then when I split and I got my own property, my goal was, and I, you know, I had the rent rooms and all that stuff, like to get this five acre property out here so I can expand the sanctuary. And I did, and it just happened to work out. So, you know, between that time, you know, with it just being me, we've um, rescued, fostered and rehomed well over a hundred animals in the last six years. So it doesn't sound like a lot, but for me, you know, one fucking, excuse me, one fucking, I said it again, one person, you know, it's, it's something to me. So, you know, it's me and the pigs and the cats and the dogs. So yeah, man, it's just one of those things, man. You know, I, I, I worked really hard with my business and I started, you know, to make some money. I was able to pay my bills and I figured if I'm making money, right. Following my passion with it being, you know, all vegan oriented, I need to do something to give back. Like, how could you not, right? How could you not put back into what you're passionate about? You know, you got to put your money where your mouth is because in our society, that's what counts. You know what I mean? So I did. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing. Cause that's a, a very old school concept of, when you start making money, one of the rules you need to follow is to give it back. You have to somehow, it doesn't matter if it's money, if it's your time, if whatever it might be, you need, it is your prerogative to give back. Dude, the vegan community with coaching enables me to take good care of my children. So I feel like I owe it to the community to do something that we know that that's everyone's essence, right? Everyone wants to support a sanctuary, right? So the way I put it with my clients, it's like, hey, you coaching funds the sanctuary directly. So you know what? I appreciate you working with me because it's a blessing, dude. I'm grateful for it. You know, I'm not. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? It's these people matter. You know what I mean? They're the only reason conscious muscle exists. That's beautiful, man. It's it's you have to. But most people, I, I don't know if it's me, but most people don't seem to be uh, grateful. They take that we tend to take things for granted. Unfortunately, we don't take the time to sit back and see how lucky we actually are. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I've been fortunate to hit rock bottom a couple of times and not have anything and live in a vehicle. You know what I mean? So I dude, to have a roof over your head and food in your mouth and shoes on your feet is a fucking blessing in itself. Sometimes for some people, man, you know, our worst day is somebody's best day right now, for sure. We have everything to be grateful for. Have you ever heard the principle of burning bridges? No. Uh, the Because 
let me ask you a question. The, do, do you yes. mind speaking about your rock bottoms? Because that's the type of thing that I absolutely love to hear about. Um, okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, you know, I had a, you brought it rough... up, brother. Yeah, you yeah, know, no. brought it up. I wouldn't have known if you didn't say it. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. You know, I've had a, I've had a rough upbringing. There's been a couple of big events that led to some really solid, um, life values, I guess that I hold now, for example, um, rock bottom for me was when I was 17, my mom overdosed on heroin and life hit me really hard. And here's what I learned though because she started using again, the last time I talked to her, I told her I hated her and I never wanted to speak to her again. And that was the last conversation I had. So it really taught me that lesson. And it's easier said than done. But when you love someone, I don't care if it's your girlfriend, your wife, boyfriend, husband, best friend, fucking neighbor, you know, they could be gone tomorrow, whatever the reason. So that was one of my, you know, that was rock bottom for me. You know what I mean? Kind of, I don't know, experiencing that kind of loss. And shortly after, man, I've been stabbed six times, man. I, I lost my life. I got my liver punctured, my lung punctured. Long story. But point is that really, that that put me in a phase with some traumatic PTSD, dude, and hypervigilance. So no matter how chill I am, and Brooke knows this too, I know what's going on in front of me, in back of me, fucking two buildings over, man. You know what I mean? Because all of this shit you see on the news is just a story until it's you, until it's your your cousin's house then the door get kicked gets kicked in and they get tied up and be, you know what I'm saying? So that was definitely, I wouldn't call it rock. I don't know if I'm, these are rock bottoms or just awakenings in my life. You know what I mean? But for me, you know, it fucking broke me down. So I guess the rock bottoms and uh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. You know what I mean? And those are some big things, you know what I mean? Do you think that yeah. your, your success is related because of the mentality that you acquired or that you built on from those bad experiences. Do you think that's what drives you on the inside? Unfortunately, yes, man. I have a borderline personality disorder, which I'm managing right now with medication therapy. I'm super honest about it because other people struggle with it. So literally I can, I, right now I can be cool and talking to you and an hour, you won't know it. I could be hating life. So one of the things is when you have that feeling, you know, there's strategies. I do something called DBT, dialectical behavior therapy, where you look at the facts and you're like, wow, I'm sitting here. There's nothing wrong. Okay, cool. I have this issue. That's all it is. It's not my, my life. It's a circumstance. It's not, I'm angry, right? No, 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 no. I feel anger. I'm not angry. I can, I can allow, you know what I mean? So Yeah, man, my obsessive nature has gotten me here because I'm one or a hundred and I'm really working on balance. But yeah, fucking for sure. Nonstop, like answering messages one, two, three, four, five in the morning, right? I mean, people need help all over the world, you know? Yeah, you were saying that the other day. We had a, um, a conversation on uh, just Messenger off of uh, Instagram. Sure, yeah, yeah. Saying that you tend to answer your, uh, you answer comments, you answer emails you answer texts you answer messages no matter the time you're you don't sleep for the most part man i'm not a good sleeper but getting into a good routine lately with therapy and all that man I've, and especially brooke she's like you got to stop right now she's like you got to have a life so that that helps me out you know what i mean it's just man think think about anyone who has achieved something that you wanted to achieve that wasn't obsessed that it just they didn't eat sleep and breathe it don't get me wrong I'm not saying you have to reach that level, but I need purpose. I need drive. I need progress. Like Jordan, like your guy, Jordan Peterson, our guy, 
without progress, there's no life. Progress is life. Life is progress. Human beings thrive when we're making progress. And if you're not, you're stagnant, you're depressed. I know this. You know what I mean? I might have biological chemical depression, but I don't have to create any of my own by being stagnant. I might feel like shit today, but that's why I'm going to do something today. I'll thank myself for it tomorrow. I'm not going to dig my hole deeper with a poor me, you know, pity party. Same. Our man Peterson, I love it. It's, yeah, man. Uh, he also says that uh, another thing that he says is one of the biggest problems that we have in society right now is that people don't have enough to do. You know, when you look back 50, 60, 100 years ago, you had to tend at everything. You, If you wanted to eat, chances are you had a farm, you had to do it yourself. If you yes. wanted something, you weren't just going to the store to buy another one. You had to fix what you already had. So you always were doing something. You weren't sitting in front of your phone. You weren't sitting in front of Netflix. You were out there doing stuff. And this, mm -hmm. in his opinion, is one of the reasons people are depressed. Is that we 100%. Don't, have, don't have enough to do. We have too much time. And most people hate themselves so much that they don't want to spend time with themselves. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You know what? And you said it. And the proof is in the pudding. How good do people feel? How how is when people just take a 20 minute walk, the biochemical response that it fucking in, that ensues, it literally puts you in a better state. I mean, there's it's that simple. It's that simple of a you know what I mean? Of a, <laughs> give it a go. It's, so, yeah, scary, though. it's scary, though, that people don't want to spend time with themselves. It's yourself. It. You should love it. You should I know, but yourself. I get it, man. If you have a lot of baggage, man, not a lot of people can let go of their baggage. So they're never alone. Like, you know what I mean? It's taken me a lot. Like I had to read a lot of Eckhart Tolle to actually have a sense of presence and get out of my thought, because I'll be honest with what, I, how I am. I'm like a dog chasing its tail when it comes to thoughts, I'll dissect every thought. So that presence power is super important. But it's okay though. I think that's, that's the part that's being lost in translation is, is it's okay to be like that. There's no problem. It, it is the way right. you are. And there's no, you're not going to change it no matter what you can try all you change it. But the day you realize that the things you control are so minimal, you, you, what do you control in life? What's the, what do you think you control in your life? Really your actions, your words, your, your thoughts to a degree or the thoughts that you empower. Your emotion, your action, yeah. your reaction, however you want, how you react to situations that you're being faced with. That's yes. it. That's all you got. And how are you supposed to be become better at it without spending time with yourself and actually reflecting on, okay, you, you know how I, I'm a very emotional person. When I do something that's out of character, I regret it afterwards and I feel bad. Like, mm -hmm. let's say I said something to somebody, even if the guy was a jerk. I shouldn't have responded in a jerky way that affects me afterwards. So I have to sit back and I'm like, okay, why did I act like that? Why did I do? It wasn't him. I've met a million assholes in my life that I, yeah. yeah. So why did he impact me that much? It's, I understand hundred percent. Why are you attaching value to this guy's words, but not every other guy, the rest of your life, right? What's the point you're choosing to. So you but choose why is to. it at that specific moment? What, what did he do? Because, you know, most of the time they say that the people you hate is because they're a direct reflection of a portion of yourself that you do not like. You're hating yourself by hating somebody because they represent you. They represent a portion of you that you don't want to make peace with. 
I've heard that actually, and to a degree, it makes sense in a lot of different scenarios. Probably Peterson. Probably more than likely. More, it's like funny. I guarantee you, some people are going to hear that name and be like, "Ew," having no idea what he is or who he is or what he's about outside of what they hear on, um, you know, videos bashing him. And yeah. you know, anyways, we don't have to. We don't have to dig into that. <laughs> it, it's it's just one of those things that it's very easy to spin off whatever you want about somebody when you don't let the other person defend themselves. It's just very interesting that he has so many good points that are so beneficial for young people and society and getting your life together. And let's say there were those few things that people hated about him or certain people hated about him. Does that does that remove the, the value of all of his positive lessons? Like, for example, I'm vegan. And let's say my father is not vegan and he eats steaks every day. Does that discount all of the lessons and all of the things he's bestowed upon me in his entire life? Get out of here. You know what I mean? People, you can't value. No, I don't know. People are two, one or nothing on that. One or a hundred. There's a, um, uh, I met a guy through podcasting. He's a microbiologist and we were having a conversation. He's very, he doesn't believe in God. He does. He's not a religious person at all, but we were having uh, a discussion about it. And he looks at me at one point. He said, Nick, he said, what you have to understand is that there's no such thing as great men. There's only great ideas. We're all flawed. We're all flawed. We all have problems. We, we might be geniuses in our own rights, but that does not make me good. That doesn't make us great people. I like that a lot, man, because I know a lot. There's a lot of different caliber people that have some great ideas, but it doesn't speak for their for the, the fiber of their character. I like but, that a lot. But does it make it does it make them bad at the same time because they have opinions? Like you said, your, the, your father example is a great example. Because he's not vegan, are you going to stop talking to your father? A hundred percent. And it's just, it, there, there's all these nuances. And I guess it depends on your degree of values, right? Your values. And for example, if there's a fundraiser to help stop um, child abuse or yeah. sex trafficking, and the fundraiser happens to be serving, it's a barbecue, right? Because the majority of society can get down with that. Do I not support that organization? Do I not support those children? And what if I can't find another one? And this is an important sexual abuse is an important issue to me. And what can I do directly? I can't kick down doors, right? So do you know what I mean? There, there's all of these moral quandaries, you know? And I think veganism can be boiled down to living your life, causing the least suffering possible because no matter what you do, you're going to have an impact, whether it's people's feelings, the you know, there's just all sorts of stuff to take into account. Like I hate hunting. We were speaking about this, but people don't society fucked itself by putting land in so many places where animals are infringing on their land when really it's vice versa. But, you know, these fields that we get all of our soybeans and all of that, all of our food and all of our vegan goodies from has to be maintained and kept free of critters. Now I don't like that, but people don't realize everything has its nuances. There's no zero damaged lifestyle. There's, um, you know, there's, there's a, there's a principle in Buddhism that talks about the middle way. So you, you have opposite of everything. You have good, you have bad, whatever, whatever it means, because the concepts of good and bad is societal. 400 years ago, a guy that looks like you, like you would have an ax and you and I sure. don't agree. You would have cut my head off. You would have continued drinking your beer. Nobody would have said anything because 400, 500 years ago, it would have been acceptable. So good and 100%. bad is societal. It's our opinion. 
but the middle way says that no matter what try to do more try to be somewhere in the middle you will cause harm you will be good but it's okay like just use the middle way try to be better than bad but keep yeah. in mind that it's a societal thing it's not real like this thing how, how do you feel because deep down we're loving creatures 100% we're loving creatures. I mean, to, for example, societally speaking, it's completely acceptable to eat meat for the most part. It's it's not to me, right? It's just not, you know, I dedicated my life to veganism. It's just not okay. But I got a lot of flack for the post of mine because I, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, how do I say this? I was, I was clapping back at people for talking shit to vegetarians. Like yeah. if they're transitioning and they're vegetarian, me telling them that it's not good enough and you're supporting a cruel industry, I'm not going to get them to convert any quicker. Now, if I say, hey, Nico, listen, man, let me tell you what goes on with dairy. Let me actually show you. There's there's a reason I don't eat it. And you trust me, right? We've talked before. You know, I don't bullshit you, right? Rather than saying, fuck you, Nico, you're an idiot, bro. You're wrong. You're not doing what. Do, do you get what I mean? And yep. kindness always wins, man. Understanding always wins. Plus, if I wanted to change your opinion on something, would me calling you names and screaming at you would make you want to listen to me? Absolutely not. I don't care what knowledge you have, right? I, I'm not going to be receptive to it whatsoever. The, uh, what's the name of the guy that did the Game Changer? Will, Will, Will. Um... Light Brooks. Brooks? Will Light? No, Will Brooks. I'm talking about Will Brooks. <laughs> James Lightning Brooks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> there Brooks you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. See, he did it the right way. Oh, yeah. Nowhere in his documentary is he talking against meat eaters. All he's showing is the beneficial effects of being vegan, which from a guy that grew, I've competed in basketball and then martial arts. So basically my whole life I competed. I do it for the animals. I never stopped because fitness would make me better because when I stopped, it wasn't a thing. We didn't know that. But now, how many people do you think we can convince that are into fitness, that are into sports, that stopping you, stopping eating meat, not only will it make you feel better, you'll, you'll have less inflammation. You won't smell like crap. Do you not find that you're, you smell different since you've, uh, you've stopped meat? That's one of the number one thing I've realized. I don't sweat the same. 100%. I haven't had anyone say anything about like my, my BO or anything like that. Nope. I noticed shortly after going vegan, my skin really, really cleared up and kind of has a, a luster to it. I'm pretty, I have a pretty luxurious body now since going vegan, to be quite frank with you. So, <laughs> Brooks laughing. Just saying, you know, hey. I used to look like Shrek. I used to look like Shrek before I went vegan. <laughs> you were fat like Shrek before? Everything, my face, everything. Just I look just like Shrek. No, I, I was chunky. I was chunky when I was younger, for sure. I had some weight on me. For sure. But right. So what made you do it in the first place? Why'd you go What's vegan? That? What made oh. you go vegan in the first place? Um, I had a, well, I was personal training and there was a couple that I trained every morning for a year. I'd wake up at 3.50 a.m., be at their house by five, train both of them. I mean, literally what, it, it was a great gig. It was like an entire week's pay from two people. It was phenomenal. Um, and they were great people. They were very intelligent people. They were very well off and just knew their shit. And the wife went vegan. So me and her husband made fun of her, told her she'd wither away and die, like all this stuff. And she finally had enough. She's like, cut the shit. She's like, here's the deal, Jordan. 
you give me two paragraphs by Friday, why veganism isn't good for me. And I'll stop being vegan and I'll give you $500. I was like, you got it lady. And I scoured every article, every, everything I could find, everything I can find and everything pointed to it being the best thing for my health, the sustainability, excuse me, the sustainability of our planet. And given I have children, holy shit, I can't believe, you know, we pump our kids full of this stuff. I, I was never educated on it, right? We only know what we're spoon fed from advertising. No one's ever told us that I'm pushing carcinogens into my child and pus with dairy. So yeah. And shortly after I saw earthlings and it was no going back. Once I really set sights on factory farming, I was like, I'd never again, dude. And that's, I was very militant about veganism for the first couple of years. Very militant. Earthlings is the documentary, my first Buddhist book and earthlings. It's at the same time that I watched earthlings and I had my first book and never went back that really 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 how i don't know how you can continue encouraging that when you see exactly because it is a brutal documentary it's it's horrific man horrific the last part is it in that one where they rip skin off of live uh, foxes for coats i can't recall if that's in, the, in that one i mean there's so many animal rights videos i'm sure that you've seen up to this point you know what i, no, mean? I don't I haven't watched them in years. I oh no, good, no, <laughs> good. People show that on their feed. I I scroll through it. I I'm too receptive to pain to see animals sure. suffer. That 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 hurts my soul to see. No, no, that. What's the I point? Know. I know what goes on. What's the point of me? I think I lost you again. That thing happened. I lost him, Brooke. There he is. He's back. I got him. Hey, hey, again, I think it's me. I'm in, I don't know what it is. My, my internet today is, Elon Musk is screwing me. Dude, Elon Musk is the king of kings. I don't know what you're talking about. If it's happening, it's happening for a good reason right now. <laughs> He's doing it for the world's good. I am yes. Not. He's saving the energy for Bitcoin mining right now. <laughs> so. <laughs> So where these uh, the sanctuary part? Because this I find it absolutely amazing. Why? Why'd you do it? What was the first animal? You got a dog, and you're like, "Hey, I love to rescue dogs, so let's rescue cats." Ah, fuck! Why not a pig? Hey, I'm why a not? Cat yeah. now. <laughs> why not? Exactly. Pretty much. It started with dogs. Like we uh, rescue pit bulls, and then um, you know cats, and then um, there was there was two pigs. It start well. It started with one pig. Um, it was actually Lily. And what happened was a mother pig at a farm where they slaughter pigs died and had a bunch of piglets. And he wasn't about to take the time to individually feed them. So he was going to just smash them. So I told him I take, you know, I had a friend that got me Lily and the rest of them were adopted out too, thankfully. And she had to be syringe fed for the first couple of weeks. And just after that, it became pigs, goats, chickens, turkeys, ducks, hens, um, cows, mule. And, um, Fortunately, you know, and there's certain things like, for example, I had the cows for a while, but they are able to hop the fence into the road. This place wasn't equipped. So we found a much better sanctuary. You know what I mean? There's people who don't, don't understand behind the scenes, meaning there's people who, let's say, are, follow my sanctuary and they see a mule here for a couple months and then they don't anymore, not understanding that mules are social creatures. So we sent them to a sanctuary here, actually called Three Sevens down um, about an hour from us where he has a whole equine family of horses and lives in a holistic outdoor European style barn, you know, like 
it's about giving these animals the best quality of life. It's not about me sitting here saying, I have all these animals. This is my kingdom of rescues. Like it's, it's literally about making the rest of their life, the best of their life. These are abused animals. Like they came from fucking horrific situations, man. So, you know, I have the ability to do it. I'll admit since the uh, algorithm changed on Instagram, it's been very challenging, but as long as I can do it, I will. And you know, if there comes a point where I can't, then, then I can't, you know what I mean? What can I do? It's real life. So it feels like the right thing to do. What do you mean about the algorithm? Because uh, you, you can't target everybody that you, uh, that follows you. Is that what you mean? No. Well, the overhead here is tremendous. It's, it's through the roof. And that's because before Instagram changed the algorithm, I was able to generate enough income with business that I could support this without any help. And the crowdfunding started to pick up thankfully. Right. But that slowed down as well with the algorithm change. So, you know, I went from making, you know, this much. So I put this much into the sanctuary and now, you know, everything's bouncing back, but we're here. You know what I mean? The sanctuary is still here. It's, it's very expensive for this five acres when really, you know, I'm, I might even look for another property that's more reasonable on two acres. You know, the, the overhead costs more than the cost of taking care of the animals. It's ridiculous. So just having the space costs you more. Absolutely. And that's because I, if I wanted to start a sanctuary, I'm all or nothing. And my daughters live close to me. So I couldn't get property an hour away for half the price. I just, you know, I had to make it work. Looking back, you know, we can all do our part, you know, before a sanctuary, I would donate a portion of profit. So I donate three or 400 a month to a sanctuary. And, you know, looking back on it, this was a passion of mine. It was a dream of mine. Um, was it the smartest decision uh, fiscally, you know, financially? Like, no, you know, but you got to fucking try, right? So it is what it is. So a lot of people feel like they want to start sanctuaries when really there's so many amazing sanctuaries out there that have a great infrastructure that you can donate to. And it just goes such a long way. So I'm not saying I regret it. I love what I do. It's been the fucking greatest project I've undertook in my entire life. It's fulfilling. It's worthwhile, but it's, it's a challenge. It's, it's a big challenge. Which one's your favorite animal? Oh, probably Sebastian the pig. He's the fattest and he'll just snort and eat and knock his bowl over and just, he's got a smile with his little teeth that come out of, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send you a picture of him when we're on IG. Wait, well, you have him on, uh, on Instagram. You've posted pictures. Oh, yeah. I think one oh, of yeah. the waters is with him. Is that possible? Uh, absolutely. They've gotten pictures with most of the piggies out there for sure. There's, there he's are pictures of him. He's a big boy. There's a couple of big boys out there. I could probably ride them into battle. Not that I would. I'm vegan, but you know. <laughs> are they, how much, is, how much do they weigh? Like 400 pounds? Why would, well, you guys are in kilos, I would imagine. So what, 150 kilos, 200 kilos? Yeah, man. I would say the big ones, Motley and Chase, probably weigh between three and 400 pounds. They're really big boys. Really big. That's, I, I love pigs. They're cute. They're super smart too, supposedly. They're, they're very intelligent. They, I can't explain it just when it comes to feeding, watering, and just the way they, they, they're very intelligent. Very much so. They, they, before I fixed the fencing, they knew how to get out. They would be able to get out. They root and they find ways out. They're notorious for escaping. Notorious. So they're not appreciative of all the work you're putting in. Eh? Not at all, bro. They could care less. As long as they're giving, getting fed, they don't give a shit about me. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? Don't let me pet them and get close to them because they love the belly rubs. It's, it's not because they enjoy You know what I mean? It's not for me. It's all for them. I do it for them. What can I say? You don't want them to become bacon. They don't know what it is, but they can no. become bacon. They will never. They, it, it will never happen. 
that's one of the things that I used to get in trouble with on social media. Someone would make a comment like, Ooh, I'm going to come get bacon. And I would, it would be like a whole dissertation. Like I will fucking, I dare you to try. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't take every comment seriously, but when someone's talking about hurting your family, these animals are a part of my family, man, you know how it goes. You know, you don't know who's crazy enough to do something. You know what I mean? I used to go Never wild. Know. Now I ignore it, but I used to go wild. But you have to, there's uh especially with the following that you have, you have to, you have to be able to, because you're going to get, I, I think it's uh, Joe Rogan that was saying that he says he doesn't answer any, any texts anymore. He doesn't answer anything, but he says that 90% of the comments are good. 10% are terrible. Yeah. That's but generally how it goes. But, but when you think about it, 10%, if you have, let's say 200,000 followers, that means you have, 20,000 idiots that will leave stupid fucking comments. You can't get mad every time. You got to let it go, man. You got to. <laughs> but what people don't realize is when there's a troll that makes a nasty comment, think about it. All your followers start replying and that's engagement. So it boosts your posts in the algorithm. So when people are being assholes, they're doing you a favor. They have no fucking idea. They are helping you on the algorithm. So it is what it is. Comment away. You know, now I'm cool with it. Now I don't take any of them seriously. Well, you can't. You can't. You, you can't. There's nothing you can do about it either way. It it just shows how unhappy those people. Imagine what state of mind that you're in in order to go online, insult somebody you don't even know that's trying to do the best that they can to save animals. Imagine the state of mind that person is in in order to just make those comments. Hurt people hurt people, right? They're definitely not in a good place. That's for sure. Oh, I like it. Hurt people, hurt people. I've never heard that before. Yeah, man. How many, thing. Got, how many animals you got right now? Right now at the sanctuary, we have our eight pigs, our cats, and our dog. And as of now, until I do something, figure something out with the property, that's got to be it. Just financially, it's just, it's got to be it. It's the, the most I can handle. So for me, it was a hard thing going from having something like 40 animals at one time to now. You know what I mean? I had to find other sanctuaries and whatnot. Uh, essentially, what happened was on the old property, my ex-wife moved to Tampa with my kids. So I had to get sanctuary for those animals here and I didn't have any help anymore. So I'm keeping it here, man. Literally, I'm sustaining everything I do. All of the sanctuary, the Patreon, literally, it takes care of eight pigs, uh, two rescue dogs, my well, Brooks as well, and the cat. And that's it. I just, I can't do anymore right now. And I feel guilty for it, man. I hate even literally saying it right now. It makes me feel like trash. You know what I mean? I, I just, just because going from that to this, it's like a step down. Yeah. And I know that's kind of like, maybe like, an, I don't know, an ego thing, but it is what it is what it is. So did, did you say Brooke or Brooks's dog? I didn't hear that properly. Oh no, we have um, my just rescue nothing. dog. And then we have, sorry, no. Okay. Gotcha. We have Brooke. She's a rescue here. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Because I saw her. She's in the background. So that's uh, why I'm saying that. <laughs> she's, a, she's a rescue animal, for sure. You're, she's a she's vegan part, beast. She's part of it, eh? Mm. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, man. It, it, and, it, and it's hard to explain. You know, it's one of the stresses of the sanctuaries. You know, again, when you see certain animals, people don't know the stories behind it. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's hard, man. It's just hard. And the vegan community can be rough, man, when it comes to stuff like that. You know what I mean? So... Like I said, it's the best thing I've ever done, but man, it, it is challenging. It's super challenging. Anything that's worth doing in life is challenging. 
100%, which is why I'll bitch to you, but I'll still go out there every morning, feed and water. You know what I mean? It's worth it. It's And you know what the coolest thing is, man? It's a legacy I'm living, leaving for my daughters. Like I, I'm doing something worthwhile. And I feel like they'll be very proud of me because they understand veganism. So, I mean, I never thought in my life, the way I grew up and the way I lived anything that I would ever be doing anything fulfilling where I know I'm leaving a positive impact when I, when I get out of here. You know what, right? Isn't that the goal to leave this place a little better than, you know, when you started in it, <laughs> you know? Listen, if you, I, I try to keep something in mind. I don't remember where I, where I read it, but it explains that if you ever meet your maker, whatever you believe in, if you ever meet your maker and it asks you, did you love enough? Did you make better than worse? What are you going to tell them? If you have to explain your life looking back as a whole, if you can't explain it, are you ashamed of your life or are you proud of what you've done? I think it's very important to keep that in mind in everyday life and whatever you do, you need to remind that. yourself that. I would agree with that fully. Absolutely. And I think you're doing some great stuff, man. It's uh I can only imagine what it is to have eight pigs. I'd I'd probably play like a little girl in the dirt with them because I'm that. Yes. But yeah. It's amazing, <laughs> dude. It, it's amazing. It's like, like I said, it's one of the most challenging things, but I love it. You know, my, my morning time, my meditation is being out there with the animals. And that's a way for me having like a nonstop brain to engage in presence is just being out there with them. Um, we also have our rescue, a special needs rooster, Boot Scoot. I forgot about him. <laughs> we have him. So um yeah man it's great it, it really is man it really is it's great spending time out there like i said the, despite logistical challenges you know what i mean on a more emotional level it's just fucking rewarding it's amazing you but have it's a challenging. rooster oh yeah we have a special need rooster named boot scoot he can't really move properly he scoots around so we're getting ready to find a couple rescue birds to keep him company that way he's not alone yeah <laughs> does he yeah. uh what's the term in english uh does he wake you guys up at like five o'clock in the morning oh yeah yeah arr, arr, arr. you know like the whole like oh yeah man absolutely so He's he can't man. walk properly but that part of him works properly though he's still an alpha rooster bro he doesn't know any different <laughs> he doesn't know any different he is still he'll dude he'll still like posture up to me he ain't afraid of shit my dogs go out there and start barking right if they get out through the back and then all of a sudden that rooster will posture up he's not afraid nothing but what's wrong with him so the the woman who rescued him who brought him to me said there might be a deformity it's um he, his back doesn't bend a certain way and he can't walk so he's kind of got to like scoot as he walks yeah it's very interesting but he gets around he, he gets around just fine you should get him a cane It'd be awesome to see a, a rooster walking around on a cane. Bro, no, I'll get him an electric wheelchair, bro. That would be even better, like Professor X. We'll get him rolling. <laughs> bro. <laughs> bro. Sorry, she's laughing in the background. No, uh, that's okay. It adds a little something to hear her. Uh, we need a laugh track. Yeah, it's okay. We, uh, it's like the old school sitcom. When we know we're <laughs> funny, there's people laughing, so it's perfect. Yeah, but they, the difference is, is they inserted the laughters at the most appropriate times. Broke a laugh. At, again. <laughs> so funny oh. enough, talking about Brooks, did oh. she tell you that she followed you before you guys were together? 
She did tell me that. She did. Tell Isn't me that, that creepy at all? A little bit, yeah, bro. When she watches <laughs> that, she doesn't hear this going on. But yeah, bro, like what the hell? No, man, it's it's awesome. Who would have ever thought, man? I I, I never would have known. You know that it's crazy. It's nuts. It's freaking nuts. She, aside from rescuing animals and veganism, she's probably the best thing to come out of social media, man, for me, for sure. Yeah, don't, you don't have to tell her that, though. You shouldn't admit to that. No, I'm screwed now because she's going to watch this, so it's over. <laughs> it's yeah, done. Shit. I'm the one yeah. that brought it up. I'm sorry. You man. did. No, it's yeah, on you, sorry. for sure. <laughs> it's, it's the type you of it. You should never admit to that. You got to keep a bit of power. Uh, no, I've let, I've, I've let it all go, man. I've taken it neat. I've taken a knee. But how'd you guys meet? Because it's it, it's interesting that I had a podcast with her and I'm having one with you. So what happened? How'd you guys meet? She was just always loving your picture and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I got to talk to this girl or no? No, surprisingly, she didn't like creep on me like that, really. Um, you know, we started... Oh, bro. No, no, no. I'm laughing oh. because your dog just stuck. There's oh, a little Frank. hole right there and he just stuck oh. his head like, what's up? What's going on? What's going on? What's up, Frank? What's up, buddy? Okay, come on. This is important stuff, buddy. Okay. Um, no, yeah. It started off with just a, a couple DMs, and they were really professional, really respectful. And um, she's just a great athlete, and I loved her content. So I asked her to be an ambassador for the supplement company. So I sent her some stuff, and she just did great, you know, and... We started talking, we talked for a while, for a, for a long while. And again, very politely, very respectfully, I mean, for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I don't think she knew I was flirting with her. She always said she had no idea. Um, but I would always like, you know, reply to her stories and whatnot. And then we just kind of started talking and it evolved from there. And it was really nice. I like that it took so long for us to actually meet and get together because I got to know everything about her, you know, who she was, you know what I mean? And I think things... I know this sounds corny to get physical way too fast with people. I never thought I would say that. I never thought I would say that, but go, go figure, you know, this way it's my, obviously my only successful relationship, right? It's the one I'm in. So. It's um, that's, a, that's something that we take for granted too, huh? being physical right away. We do, we do take it for granted. The, Uh, technology allows us to meet new people all the time. So it makes it very simple, but it's good. I'm happy to hear that it allowed you to have a conversation with somebody because does she live close to you or not at all? No, she didn't know. She lives 10 hours away from me. She lives in Georgia. So um, she came down here and we met and we really hit it off. And when she went home, I flew down, I flew back to her like immediately after I couldn't get away from her. And then, um, yeah, she moved down here and we go to Georgia like every five weeks, see her parents and stuff like that. And it's, it's great, man. It just, it's, for me, it's too good to be true, man. I didn't believe something like this was possible, but right. If you allow it, it can happen. Wow. So for all the stalkers out there, know that it's possible. Never it give up. If you have a crush on that, influencer believe yeah. in yourself brooke Dr is the proof right there it exists yeah, i'm, it I'm gonna put it out there because i know she's gonna watch us she did not blow up my dms people at all not even a little bit yeah that was me <laughs> yeah that was me that she said that was me again it was me so you're it was me 
you're talking to the other creepers that you have is that what you're saying no god no god no no i don't my my audience man my vegan community they're all wholesome beautiful well-spoken respectful people they're just a bunch of ladies and gentlemen and how or however they identify whatever i don't know whatever in between yeah you know everyone's amazing everyone's amazing um that's one of the reasons i was looking forward to speaking to you everybody yeah it the conversation i wanted to bring back from the text that we exchange how a guy like will uh, will brooks speaks so highly of you so many people that i've spoken to speaks very very highly of you and it's interesting because when i told you that over um over instagram you're like oh wow they didn't think i was an asshole yeah 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 so do you think you're an asshole is that why um, I think I, I think for sure I can be. I, I, and again, I talked about the mental health aspect. I have a very yeah. distorted distorted image of myself and who I am. Like, um, you know, I always, you know, whether it's relationships, parenting, business, I always feel like I'm a step behind, no matter what. You know, I don't feel like I'm making a big enough difference. Like I don't have enough animals right now. So, you know, I don't know how people perceive me, but I have a very, and it's something I'm working on and I'm honest about it. I don't have the best perception of myself. I have to make a conscious effort to appreciate myself and appreciate the progress I've made and where I'm at. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, when you told me that, you know what I mean? I, I, again, I don't know how I'm perceived, you know, I don't know what people think when they look at my content, you know what I mean? Like me just standing there flexing, do they think I'm the biggest tool in the box? I mean, I don't care. Right. I really don't give a shit, but to know Will Brooks and people in the space whom I really like and really respect, think that about me means a lot to me because I think Will's great. I think a lot of people in this space are great. You know, there's just some real people, you know, and that's why we get along. We're real. We're not manufactured. Like I can't, I can't explain it. Some people are in it to be an influencer. Mm -hmm. And then there are those people who created an Instagram solely to express themselves and their passion also has to be their business. Maybe that's the case. Right. So yeah, man. I don't know. I think that, um, you know, one of my neighbors the other day, I'm funny, funny story, but I'm, I'm redoing the whole outside. I live in a log house and I'm nice. sending it all down and I'm all restaining it and it takes forever. It's a very long job. And one thing I don't do well is appreciate my accomplishments. I got a feeling that you're very similar to that too. But he, he looks at me and he's like, Nick, you know, when you're done, you should just sit out with your chair, stare at your house, have a beer, have a couple of beer and just look at your house, just reminisce all the time that you've, that you've put into it and appreciate where you're at right now because you did this. Did you do that? Oh, I'm not done yet. I'll be okay. done in about a month. I'll Are be you going to do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because okay. I'm terrible at that. I'm absolutely horrendous at giving me credit for what I've accomplished. I get you, brother. I get you. Ask Brooke. She has to remind me that I've made conscious muscle something from nothing because I still feel like it's... Do you, you, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just... It, again, it's, I think it's the need for progress. When you have an overactive mind, you know what I mean? You can't sit there and feel like you've accomplished anything. What have I accomplished? Do you know what I mean? I'm just saying it's all relative. You know, what have I accomplished? I haven't... I don't know. I don't know. You could, there's just always more that can be done. I don't know. Yeah, but you're not, it's not up to you to carry the weight of the world either. I agree. I, you know, and I agree with that. And that's what I remind myself. There's an old, um, I come from, 
um, a Jewish background. My father's Israeli. And one of the things that I've always held close was a quote from Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. And it says well, something along the lines like he who saves one life saves the world eternal. Right. So one life, it matters. It matters. Every animal's life matters. I might not be able to help everyone or save every animal. Right. And likewise for everyone else. But the ones you do, right, the animals here, it means the world to them. It is their world. It is their fucking life. You know, so what am I going to say? Because I can't save another 30 animals. Just forget these right here. Like, so. Take it even a step further. I don't know if Will's ever told you that, but he's told me that privately, and I'm I'm just going to say it. Sorry, Will, I don't know if it was a secret, but I'm just going to say it out loud. He said that you were one of the, he models himself after you. No shit. Yeah. So maybe, Will, hell yeah. Maybe you, maybe you should think about all the people that you've helped all the people that models themselves up because you know what will's a great dude he's one of the one of the person i love following the most always has a smile he has he's just after the conversation that i had with him he's exactly what i thought he was he's just a bro he's just a bro yeah man think that instead of thinking that you could still help more and more and you you can and you should I think you need to take pride, maybe not pride, pride is not a good word, but maybe you should take joy in knowing that you've influenced. I know you've influenced Brooke. She's told me herself. You've influenced Will. So you, I think you influence all the people around you. You should take credit for that, man. You should be, you should be joyful about it. I appreciate that, man. It's one of those things. Like, I know it sounds like I'm saying I can't rescue enough. I'm not a saint. That's not what I'm saying. Right. It's not like I, I have this innate urge to help people. And it's just, it's one of those things where you do need to take a step back and, you know, to know you've had an impact on someone like Brooke or like Will, you know, that's a positive impact. That's freaking great. It means, it means a lot to me, you know? So I think one of the issues I have, remember we were speaking earlier and you mentioned how you were crazy in your twenties, right? When we're younger, we're, we're wild. Right. And you make your share of mistakes. So for me, my problem, and I know this again through therapy, talk about mental health a lot, is identifying with who I was rather than who I've become and who I am. You know what I mean? So it's very easy to punish yourself for your past as opposed to rejoice for your present. So a lot of times, man, you know, I had, like I said, I had a rough life and I would have considered myself a taker. You know what I mean? And when I had a realization moment after getting stabbed and cleaning my life up, I was like, no. You know what I mean? I want to be a giver. You know what I mean? I know that sounds, it was just, it was a big shift for me, but I still identify as, as who I was, you know what I mean? And I, like most people have heard a lot of people, you know, not physically, but you know, you know what I mean? You know? Um, yeah, man. It's just, it's just a matter of appreciating where you're at and identifying as who, who you are, not who you were. So working on that. Not only that, but who you were made you who you are. Fuck. Hey, touche, sir. Touche. Touche. Oh, touche. You know, that's a French word. Eh? Nah, are you French Canadian? Yeah, man. My first language oh. is French. You don't oh, hear shit. my, that's awesome. you don't hear my beautiful accent. Come on, man. I do hear the accent, but I didn't want to assume because I don't know. I, 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 just, I don't have I, a speech in Petterman. It's called speaking <laughs> French. No, no, speaking it's my French. Touche is, it's a good word. We, do you guys say we, oui, we, oui? or is that straight French? We, we, we no. is the equivalent of yes yes do you say yes yes to people yep yep no no i don't yes, i just see. said that so no, we I don't, don't say we we either we okay fair enough <laughs> okay 
Okay. But it's good, man. I think you're, um, I'm happy to hear that you're working on yourself. Whatever you have to work on, it's good to look at yourself in the mirror for what you are and admit that you, you're human, you have faults, you have good things about yourself, but there's some things that I like to call it the monster, but there's that uh, shadow, however you want to call it. Peterson likes to call it shadow, but. Yeah, you said 100%. But we all have it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And without knowing the atrocities that you're capable of committing, how can you know that you're good? So this is a conversation where I think a lot of people would kind of be led astray. For example, you know, we were talking earlier about you being able to handle yourself, but never wanting to have to in, in, in the realm of physical combat. And, you know, it's like, and not, this is not a religious thing, but one of the things he touches on is a biblical quote saying the meek shall inherit the earth. And that's a big misunderstanding. It's not cowards or weak people. It's the people who have swords, but keep them sheathed and know how to use them. There's nothing, there's nothing virtuous about being a coward, right? You know what I mean? So it's kind of, I don't know. Even further than that, he, he even touches on the point that if you do not know what you're made of, if you don't know how to defend yourself, you're not virtuous. You're a bitch. You're basically, you have, no matter what, you're like a kitten. There's nothing you can do about it. So the fact that you decide not to do it without knowing what you're capable of doesn't make you righteous. It just makes you unknown of you. You don't even know yourself. It's funny you say that, that we're touching on this. You know, I didn't, I didn't know we were going to take it here, but... <laughs> It's just, it's so funny. And I, and I agree with you. And I've actually, again, had this conversation with Brooke about, you know, it's a crazy world we live in. And if you've never, I don't know, been in a certain situation, how do you know a predator if you've never experienced that? Like if you've never been in a bar fight, if you've never been robbed, if you've never been mugged, how do you know what you look for? You're not vigilant for it. Um, so my thing is, is people have no idea. What are you going to do if you're at a gas station and a 230 pound man comes up to you? I just saw a video, a, a video that just happened to come up on YouTube of a woman, 40 year old woman pumping gas, going to pick up her kid at elementary school. Big 300 pound dude just gets out of the truck, grabs her by the hair and starts smashing her head until she's in a concussion. Why? Who knows? People are crazy. No one helped her. Not there was video footage. There was 10 people there. Not one person helped her. There's again, there's nothing like you said, there's nothing virtuous about cowardice. I couldn't believe myself. That's why I'm prepared for things. Like we said, we carry something for self-protection. I don't want to get into that because with some of the vegan community, you know what I mean? You mention anything like that. You're like, a, you know, you're part of the problem, but you have to be prepared. Again, I was a victim of violent crime. It's not just something you see on the news. It can happen to anyone, yeah. anyone at any time. And it's like we said, what, what? If a guy can't protect himself, let's be honest. How is he? If a 160 pound guy, if he if he's not trained in fighting, what are you going to do if I come for you? Literally, what are you going to do other than get lucky? Nothing. That's it. Now let's be honest. Now if a guy knows what you know, he can be 160 pounds and he can dismantle me from head to toe, and he should be able to. So there's skills that we need to acquire that we don't. And I know I sound crazy, and that's because I am. I have PTSD. <laughs> I'm fucking nuts, bro. Like for real. <laughs> but it is your responsibility too. like take me for example i live in the woods in four years of me owning this property i've seen two police in town the town's 15 minutes from here if you it, what would happen if somebody walked into my house in the middle of the night 
I'm fucked, man. If I don't know how to defend myself, if I don't know how to protect my girlfriend, I'm fucked. I'm yeah. literally fucked. People don't know what it's like to feel defenseless. To be, let me tell you something. Like when you have six holes in your, hold on, sorry, man. What the? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I'm such a tool, man. My bad. You know, it's it, it's impressive that for. Uh... A guy that has that much followers on the on the portable device, you have so much problems with your portable. Device. I know, I know. I I am a clumsy fucking. I'm I'm like an ogre. Do you know what I mean? Like with clumsy <laughs> fingers. Yeah, like Brooke got me this like a little Shrek Buddha. That's who I am. That's my That's spirit a Shrek animal. Buddha. Yeah, Brooke had it made. <laughs> How about that? How about that? It's a beautiful thing. I'm a big fan of Buddhas, man. I have a lot of them. It's funny you say that, man. Like I heard you mention you read or um, you read on that. That was one of the books I read along with Eckhart Tolle was, uh, what was it? I think it was called The Buddha Dharma by Steve Hagen or something like okay. that. I don't know if that was the author, but yeah, man, the middle path Buddhism is, is great, man. Like the Buddha Dharma, how I'm not as familiar with it as you are, but I very much like the middle path. If you, if it's ever something you're interested in there, do you know a guy named Alan Watts? fucking love alan watts he's, a philosopher. Love all the, he's the best just pop it on youtube listen to it as you do something else man that dude explains principle that i've read and i wasn't able to 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 understand properly but the way he explains it he dumbs it down to a point where it's so easy if He's a beautiful mind. He was a beautiful mind. What a beautiful, beautiful mind. A hundred percent, man. He, it's, it's like, and like you said, his analogies make sense. Like you're yeah. the one where he compared life to a dance, right? Yep. To music. The purpose yep. of a dance is not to get to a certain spot. It's yep. the dance itself, you know? And that makes sense to me though. It resonates with me. I'm like, wow, the purpose of life is living it, <laughs> you know? It's the experience. That's the purpose of life. I truly believe that as well. Dude, we've been going for about an hour and I can only upload videos about an hour as long on my Bro, uh, on my Instagram. With the you, way we talk, I'm, we're getting we'll get in trouble if we keep talking more, dude, for sure. We talked for 20 minutes before that though. Yeah. You we got to <laughs> I'm going to hold my phone. I'm just going to hold my phone. We're not we're not dealing with that anymore. We're you we're going to finish quick, but I got to ask you a question cuz I always yeah, have man. a question. What would you tell yourself uh, if you could speak to your 14-year-old self? What would you tell him? I would tell my 14-year-old self to always be kind. To be kind, even when the world's not. You know what I mean? I was a very angry and bitter person for a long time. A long time. It's okay to be kind. You know what that, like to be kind, like that quote, in a cruel world is like strength, man. It's fucking strength. Being angry and standoffish and mean and unpolite is fucking, it's no way to live, man. So I would tell 14-year-old Jordan to be kind, always. Funny you ask that, yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing, man. I feel like a total cornball, but. <laughs> oh, man. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, you're right. It doesn't matter, man. I'm a very emotional guy and movies make me cry. It's. I don't care. I, I'm not ashamed of it anymore, man. Bro, I can't believe you just admitted that. And Brooke's going to laugh. I, I cry during movies also. I'm sure you didn't expect me to say that, but <laughs> I do. I cry during movies. I do. 
I fucking do. Uh, everyone knows now. That's great, man. Good for yeah, admitting man. it. You know, I appreciate that. It was a blast. I'm so thank you very much for taking the time. We have to. Uh, I have to talk to you about something afterwards, but I think I got an idea. Yeah. Okay, for sure. Yeah, this has been freaking awesome. I appreciate you having me on. It was a good opportunity, man. I enjoyed it. Fuck, it was awesome, man. Thanks again, bro. Yeah, man.